Hello and welcome to Escape the J Curve. This is Rohan Nag and this is the 12th episode of the series. Today we talk with Carly Martin. She's from the UK and an independent travel agent. We had a very interesting conversation about travel, about passion, about meeting different people, experiencing different cultures and most of all how to start your passion project when you are full time employed stay tuned just a quick show note we faced some technical difficulties during the episode and we had to record it in two parts and there are some audio quality issues in some parts of the episode it's not a big deal you will love this episode today Hey Kali, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Awesome. So you? you are my second guest on the show. I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Same. So the lockdown is easing in India. So by the end of the month we might go back to normal if there are no new cases. Okay. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, of course. In the UK, is um, it started to ease, but then some regions and cities have to go back into lockdown because the cases yep. um, increased. So we're quite fortunate where we're based. We're still able to go out and explore a little bit, but we're restricted on cities that we can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and our government also released yesterday around 60 countries that we can go to visit without having to quarantine when we arrive. So that's really good news as well. Right. So I'm guessing India is not one of those 60 countries. It's mostly the U- EU. No, it actually has um, quite a lot of the world. So New Zealand was okay. on there. Um, yeah. I think Trinidad and Tobago were on there. So it's quite a lot of um, the EU and kind of America side. I actually don't think India was on that list. No. Good. You can start traveling again. That's good news. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. Right. So why don't we get started with a quick introduction? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you do and where are you from? You know, you're from the UK. Yeah, uh, so that's yeah. fine. So um, my my main job is a community care manager. Um, mm-hmm. I've been in community care ever since I left college. So that's about 10 years ago. Right. Um, so my, my whole care background, when I left school, I went to college and studied health and social care. I've done a few placements in care homes, um, schools, working with children with learning disabilities, um, working with children that um, dealt with anger management as well. Um, but then I ended up actually going into a job in the community where it was supporting people home from hospital for up to six weeks and helping them regain their independence. Right. Um, and I'm still with that company now six years later and I've worked my way up in, in the company. So I'm now a community care manager. Um, and yeah, it's quite, it's a very hard, intense job. Um, it's Monday to Friday, nine to five. But occasionally I need to start early at seven and I could be finishing late at 10 o'clock in the evening. It all varies on how the day goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, one of 
options is travel. And I recently, back in January, um, decided to start my own online travel business. And what that consists of is basically being an independent travel agent, booking holidays and travel for other people, and also being a rep for the company. So I support and mentor people on their journey as well. That's amazing. So I have been doing some research or stalking your profile, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And you have been to countries and that makes me quite jealous. I have <laughs> Ooh. And also you're an adrenaline junkie and you wouldn't mind walking with lions or cheetahs? No, I wouldn't. Not mind that at all. That is something actually in the very near future that I would love to do. Um, okay. However, I am very um, aware that in some countries they're not treated correctly and it is around making money. Um, so I would want to ensure that if I do do that, that it is 100% safe for the animals, safe for myself. I wouldn't want any of the animals um, to be drugged um, because I know it also does happen in some countries. Um, so a lot of research would go into it before I did actually do that. Right. So I was in Thailand about seven years ago. problem that you're talking about, animals fascinated. So you can get a tiger, you can sit on a croc, you can do all kinds of things. But I think those animals were sedated or... Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that's at the, um, I think, is it the Tiger Kingdom in Thailand? Um, because I went to Thailand, I think about four years ago, and I really wanted to go there because I'd known of people that have done it. Um, and when I researched into it, it just didn't, the, the recordings I'd seen just didn't seem like the lions and tigers were natural. Um, they didn't seem their normal selves. I actually done a safari in Kenya as well. Um, yes. And you can see exactly how the animals are supposed to be. Um, Hello. Kandi, thank God you're back online. There were some problems with either the app or the internet connection. I'm so sorry about this. That's okay, not to worry. So, um, so we were talking, yeah. We were talking about Thailand. So, um, yeah, yes. so the, I thought that the tigers in the tiger kingdom were very sedated. And like I said, it's not something that I would pay money to go and visit when it is Absolutely. promoting like animal cruelty. Um, however, when I did go to Thailand, I actually went to a elephant sanctuary um where i could um meet some elephants that were rescued um and they mm -hmm. were rescued from poachers um and they were then put into a more secure unit where visitors could come and feed them um we could wash them we could give them a mud bath wow. and then scrub them down after which was absolutely amazing um and to do that experience it didn't cost a lot either which I was quite surprised that considering how much was involved it was a whole day you also had your food included um yeah, yeah but it was it was absolutely amazing and that's the first time I've been so hands-on with with an animal and with elephants they are so big it can be quite scary um but they are just generally they are just giant friendly giants that that's as yeah. simple as it is <laughs> they're just massive they're really friendly um there's nothing to be afraid of Sometimes if you were to turn your back on them, they would use their trunk to kind of slap you with it, but it was in a playful way. Um, and it was just such an incredible experience and something that was amazing for me to actually go and do. Yeah, it's very important. I think uh, in the modern society, modern day, we are so disconnected from nature and animals that it's important to spend time with them Yeah, uh, once in a while to really appreciate nature. Yes, definitely. I totally agree. 
So uh, it's safe to say that uh, traveling is uh, the thing that you're most passionate about right now, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I try to travel around three to five times a year. Obviously, this year didn't happen because of COVID, um, which obviously health comes before anything else. So um, we managed to go to Russia at the start of the year for my partner's birthday. um, And we were planning on going to Croatia for my birthday in April, which was cancelled. Um, and then we were hoping to do um, another city break and a bigger trip at the end of this year, but we haven't managed to book anything or get around to doing that. Um, sure. So hopefully next year we'll be going on quite a few more holidays than we do normally do, um, probably every other month, even if it is just a city break to explore somewhere new. Um, that is something that we're very passionate about doing. Right. And when did you discover your passion for travel? Uh, Was it long back? Was it recently? No, I would say it was years ago. So um, my mum and my stepdad met when I was about seven years old. And Mm -hmm. um, he was he he was very hardworking. He had a good job. He he made a very decent salary. um, And his treat to us on a yearly basis was to take us on um, uh, a holiday or maybe even two holidays a year. So we used to go to places like Florida, Dominican Republic. Um, we then also done more local places like um, Cyprus and Greece. Um, so my passion for traveling started from quite a young age, I would say. Um, unfortunately, he did pass away um, due to cancer. And for Sorry me, to it, was, it was to just kind of um, keep that passion going. I love travel. I loved what he had introduced us to. Um, so my first holiday without any adults was with one of my best friends and we went to Turkey. So okay. we tried to keep it local um, and we went to Turkey and it it was a nightmare. Uh, my passport was stolen. We were only just 18. Um, we we were really nervous about what we were going to do. I was bringing wow. home to my mum saying like, I'm stuck here forever. Um, and it was just such a horrible situation to be in. Um, it did put me off of traveling a little bit. Um, I was really, you know, unsure about, how to go about things I felt like I wasn't wise enough um I would say in terms of if something was to go drastically wrong what do I do I felt that I was still reliant on my mum um to try and fix things for me um but obviously at the age of 18 you're still young and if you haven't had that traveling experience by yourself then you don't know how to learn from it um so there's a context yeah yeah so a few years on from that um when I was well, it would have been like a year later, I met my partner who I'm still with now. um, And he was quite passionate about traveling too. And that's where it came in more. So we traveled together three to five times a year. Um, I would say when we went to Kenya, I think Kenya was three years ago. When we went there, he said, right, we're backpacking. And I said, no, we're not doing that because I'm someone who is very, very organized. I like to plan my whole itinerary before I go. I like to know where I'm staying absolutely everything that we're doing I get our budgets right and that's how it was for five years but then when we went to Kenya he said no we're backpacking we're going to just go with the flow we'll book our flights there and home but we'll only book the first two nights in a hotel and I was absolutely frightened when I told my mum she said you're not doing that you can't do that and we did we just went with it and it was absolutely fine and the best trip that I've ever had and I think it was because we just we freestyled the whole trip yeah um we didn't have any time to stick to we didn't um you know we didn't have any time scales for anything so if we normally would book a trip and we had five days planned for one part and then after two days we'd done everything 
we'd be really restricted on what else we could do and moving on. Whereas with Kenya, because we didn't plan anything, if we felt one day was enough in the city, that was it. And then we were on to the next. And then we had like seven days in the next city and so on, because that's exactly how it works when you are backpacking and, you know, you don't have a time scale to work on. You've just got your three weeks to do whatever you want. And it was absolutely perfect for us. So yes. ever since then, um, that's pretty much what we've done on all our holidays. We've done the same um, in Cuba. And again, Cuba is one of my best trips ever. And I think the best trips are the ones where you are completely unplanned. You go with the flow. You speak a lot with the locals to find out what's the best thing to do, rather than using things like TripAdvisor and speaking to pe other people that have been, because they don't always know the real you know like the amazing parts of the, the country or cities to explore um exactly. I think the the best things you find out are from the people and the locals that actually live there so to date Kenya and Cuba are two of my best trips purely because we freestyled the whole trips for three weeks yeah that, that's the way to go about it I think so if you plan a trip to the T it's mostly you're visiting touristy places that Google suggests you but yes, once exactly. you go once you go there and once you meet with the locals and figure out like okay, this is what Google suggests, but maybe we should try this as well, add this and this and this. And you have plenty of time to go around and meet people, try their cuisine and yeah. what traveling should be about, basically. Yeah, and I also think online, when you Google things, it can also scare you because um, my partner was quite keen on going to the Fafelas in um, Kenya. And it is mm -hmm. one of the biggest slums in the world. Um, it's bigger than, I think there's quite a correct me if I'm wrong but I think there's quite a big slum in India yeah um, and it's also bigger than the one in India so it is massive and if you were to google it and go on TripAdvisor it's very very negative people are talking about how frightened they were and things like that whereas we actually found a guide who lives in the in the slums um, and he took us around for two and a half hours he introduced us to people that lived in the slums he showed us all the little shops um he he showed us how they they use animal bones to make necklaces and wow. um, they took us to a shop where there were some ladies um, who all suffer with HIV and they make clothing and um, they feed all their visitors and everything. It was actually a lovely thing to see. But because I myself had actually Googled it and went on TripAdvisor, saw the reviews, I was petrified about going. And when we went, I would say that's one of the things that actually made our trip in Kenya because we just saw the raw beauty of what the slums are like. We heard yep. stories from people living there. Um, you know, they were telling us it cost them 20p a month to live in the slums. And, you know, 20p to me is absolutely nothing. But to them, it's, it's massive. It's For a them lot to of money. make that 20p, yep. it takes them ages to make that money to the point that some wow. of them are living in little shacks um, or they're living in like a, li a little brick room with 10, 10 of their family members. And it is a massive eye-opener to go there and see that. And then, you know, I think for me, traveling has made me so much more appreciative of the life that I have because there yeah. are so many people from different walks of life that you will meet and you just think, how do they live that lifestyle? So for me, me just going to visit and paying the guide, I think we ended up paying about £60 in total um, for a two and a half hour trip around. But I know then that that would have housed his family and probably some of his neighbours as well for a very long time. For a week, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, I was absolutely fine doing that. Um, and obviously, like I said, just sitting and having a talk with them and hearing about their stories is 
is all they wanted. They just wanted to be heard by people visiting. They didn't want people to come in and judge. And I think, like I said, with TripAdvisor, all the reviews on there is very judgmental about how it is. And they don't want that. They want people to see the life that they're living and to be very thankful for the life that we have because it is very different. So, as I said, that was probably one of the things that made my trip in Kenya. Did you try bushmeat at all? Did I try what? Sorry? Bushmeat. So, some exotic meats that... Uh... No. So, me and my partner are actually both vegetarian. Ah, so, we okay. didn't try that. Yeah. So, we, um, we went to vegetarian literally about six months before actually going to Kenya. So we, we just done it um, purely to trial it and see if we could manage. And here we are around five years later and it's still going quite well. So we didn't try any meat when we went there. But we do know that Kenya is quite hot on their meat. They they sell, yes. um, they have a, a restaurant called Carnival um, mm-hmm. where they sell all types of meat um, from crocodiles kangaroo and... to zebra, yeah. crocodiles. Yeah, they sell absolutely everything there. Um, so we, we did go to the restaurant to see what it was all like and you basically have a flag on your table um, and they'll just keep bringing meat over to you until you take your flag down to say I've finished I, yes. can't, I can't eat anymore and um, yeah it was it was amazing there to see it but obviously we didn't eat anything because we don't eat meat at the Best moment change, yeah. yeah so um, you have built a business around your passion right yes correct Yeah, of course. So um, it was an opportunity that I came across um, that at first it seemed kind of too good to be real. Um, Basically, it is a very, very small um, fee to invest in your your own online business. Um, To be exact, it's £142 to actually sign up. And then you pay £32 every month um, which is for your ongoing um, support. It's also for insurance, the use of systems and, and all of that. So it's a very, very small investment for your own online business. Um, the reason I joined was because I don't know if you know and anyone listening, but every time you book a holiday online, there is commission built into that holiday, which um, if you book through TUI or if you book through um post seasons I don't know if these these companies are sounding familiar with you but if you book through those companies they earn a percentage of commission Mm -hmm. so by being an independent travel agent what that now means is I also earn that commission back oh and as well as that um there are also amazing things um and other benefits that I can get from the business um so obviously I joined because I book all my own holidays anyway I don't go to a travel agent I do all my own online research. Um, I have friends and family members that come to me saying, oh, can you find me this holiday? Can you find this for me? Can you put me together an itinerary? And I was doing it for free anyway. So I thought, well, why not do my own business and earn back that commission? So that's purely the reasons why I joined. Um, But also I I decided to be a rep and start mentoring people on their journey as well. Um, I'm very passionate about helping other people um as you can tell from my my actual career around care it's all about helping other people so that's a massive passion of mine um and just to make sure that people are successful um i like to see people around me hitting goals and achieving their dreams um and if i can be a part of helping them do that then i absolutely will sounds fantastic and this is very interesting i didn't know about this that you can make the commissions uh as a travel agent back and that you know makes your holiday much cheaper 
Yes. So, I I don't think it's available in India right now. It's only no, UK based, right? No, it's not. No, because I know we briefly spoke about it in currently yes. when we're not in India. So we operate in the whole of the UK, the US, and then there's also some other companies that we operate in. Um, mm-hmm. So we operate um, off the top of my head. I think we operate in Belize, Trinidad, and Tobago. Um, so there are a couple of other places there. We do have quite a big list where we operate, but unfortunately at the moment it's not in India. I really need to move out of India soon. You do. <laughs> <laughs> and when you do, I'll be happy to mentor you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, when you started being your own travel agent, did you have any, you know, significant roadblocks or obstacles that you had to overcome? Not really, because as I said, um, I was already doing a lot of what it entails already anyway. Yeah. Um, I would say the only issue I had was initially the the training. It's, you just have to spend a bit of time um, finding time, basically. So for me, obviously, I was working full time in my, my care job, um, yeah. which is quite demanding. And I was really keen to get my business set up. But my care job always took priority because okay. it is my main source of income. So for me, the only kind of, roadblock I had was finding the the correct amount of time to actually get my study and training in to get myself started but other than that as I said I have quite a good network around me of friends and family and also social media followers who are interested in booking travel through me so I didn't feel that I had to go out there and find any clients is you know it's all about attraction marketing and how my Instagram looks is sometimes enough just for people to look at it and say, I want to book through her. She looks like she's been to good places or, oh, she's been to Cuba. I wonder if she can put me together an itinerary because she's been there. She's lived it. She knows what it's all about. So for me, I don't feel at this moment in time that I have crossed any roadblocks or points where I feel like it's not going well for me. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, And if you were to uh, give one tip or uh, some advice to people who have a steady j- a day job, but their passion is something different and uh, they want to get started. How would you balance those, uh, your day job, which pays for your bills and then your passion project? So for me, um, there are a lot of people in general that just have a, a day job and they're really mm-hmm. passionate about something else, but they have a lot of fear around it, around starting yeah. their own business. The simple for me is just go and do it. If you, go, if you sit there thinking for weeks and weeks, which then turn into months, then turn into years about doing something you're passionate about, you're then a year behind. If you thought today, right, I'm really passionate about that. I'm going to go and get it today. I'm going to start my own business. Go and do it. Yeah. Because the thing is, I think with a lot of people, even myself, obviously, of course, our day jobs are our main source of income. So they do take a lot of priority over anything else that you're doing. However, you need to work it in your mind to think that your day job is soon going to not be there or it will soon be your second source of income because your business or your online business is going to make more money than your current business. Yeah. All right. So you need to put all that time and effort into your online business or your new business that you want to start up because eventually if you put all the time and effort into that, which you're currently putting into your day job, you will get to where you want to be. Absolutely. And and I think the fear is a bit misplaced because you are, uh, your day job could be, you know, displaced. Look at what's happening with COVID. So of if you course. don't have an alternate income and so basically building your passion project is basically working on something you love and also yeah. it gives you an alternate source of income because 
you never know what's going to happen with your primary job because covid for example and that totally dismantled the econ- economy of so many countries so yeah i think yeah, it's definitely. the fear I is think... misplaced you should yeah, be fearful definitely. of not having a alternate income or not working in a project i completely agree and i think now is also the perfect time i think if if now hasn't made people wise enough and open their eyes to the fact that tomorrow they might not have a job because we don't know how the economies are going to be affected with covid and we Absolutely. can already see like i know from from my on, online business that i have i i have a team of people that i work with and some of them are being made redundant um and i think from their perspective as well it's been like a massive boost in oh my gosh i could be made redundant in a couple of weeks time i need to put my all into my business so i think it's a perfect time right now to start because if you're thinking of setting up your own business you never know what could happen with your main source of income and for me eventually i want to know that i have three sources of income rather than just two yeah because the more you have the better at the Absolutely. end of the day um and you know some some incomes as well can be a way of making a little bit of easy money so it can it's not something you need to put a lot of time and effort into whereas sure. my business now and my my 9 to 5 job are very very time consuming in terms of making sure things are running smoothly um and ensuring that my my team in my online business are being mentored correctly however in the future it will get to, get me to a stage where i'm working a lot less hours but still making a decent amount of money I totally agree with you. So yeah, that's that's a bit about um me and my backgrounds and and my travel business and you know my care backgrounds. Yeah, so I think it was quite a good episode barring the technical uh, difficulty that we faced in Yeah. <laughs> I might have to stitch together two audios but you know that's the way it is. So thank you so much for your time Kali and thank you for uh, coming on the show. and if people in the uk or uh, you know if people in the uk want to get in touch with you and talk to you about the uh, being the individual travel agent or get their itineraries done how can they get in touch with you and where can people find you so they can find me on instagram um, my instagram name is carly mx which is c a r l e y m x um mm-hmm. i have an open account so anyone can follow me and message me and i'm more than happy to help anyone um i'm free all the time anyone across the world can contact me obviously time differences make things a little bit more difficult but as soon as i can i will get back to them sure i'll link uh, your instagram account in the description of this episode Perfect. and it, thanks again for your time and have a good weekend thank uh, you everything so much thank you bye bye